starving um so i can't wait to get home i just finished up with school you must be so proud of me i went to school <laughs> um but yeah i i'm done with school for the day i'm headed out as long as these people let me because everybody keeps driving behind me to take my spot tea um yeah how was the day for me? It was alright. It was very anxiety filled, but that's normal. That's an everyday basis living life as a person who has generalized anxiety disorder and hypochondria. You're always anxious. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm driving home. I feel like I'm too close to the steering wheel, but that's fine. Is it? No sé. Don't know. Nevia. Okay, I think this is better. I'm still wearing my hood because it's cold. It's freezing today. 24th of February, 2022. It is freezing. Uh, and my hood has like fake fur. It's warm. It's great. Um, and I didn't try my heating yet because my car takes a while to like heat up. As in like my engine needing to heat up. I don't want to stress it out, you know. So I'm not going to turn my heating right away. Um, anyway. As you can tell, I'm back in the car. We love car vlogs. Car blogs. Car podcast episodes. They're great. I've listened to one of my podcast episodes in the car. I know it's not the best to hear me. But you can hear me. I'm trying to do better with talking louder. Because I know that this is basically the time that I have to talk by myself. Um, without feeling weird about it. Because, you know, you're essentially talking to yourself. And it does feel weird. Anyway when I have the chance to talk with somebody, I'll be very grateful. And I do have that chance. I just haven't had the time because, you know, I may find the time to talk, but I don't know if I'll find the time with somebody to talk because I have people that are like, Hey, like I'm available this day and that day and this time. And I'm just like, cool. I'm not available. <laughs> and I'm not being selfish, but we, we need both of us to be available or like I'm available a certain time and they're not, you know, but I'm working it out. I'm not giving up. I'm not going to be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not going to have somebody else. Like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to make it work. But also, like, I don't like doing phone calls. Um, and not because, like, oh, I'm this weird person in this generation that, like, we just hate phone calls and whatever. We just prefer texting. And it gives me so much anxiety to be on the phone. Like, truth is, I don't get anxiety being on the phone. It just, I feel like it's a waste of time. Because, like, sure, you can contradict me and be like, okay, but you can text for hours. No, I actually can't. I feel like texting is also a waste of time, okay? Like, sometimes I'll be texting somebody and I'll just send them a voice message or a voice memo because texting is a waste of time. And at that point, just like, okay, you could call that person at that point instead of sending a voice message. Well, the voice message, I feel like, is a healthy in-between because, like, for people who don't like texting, they can send a voice message. For people who don't like calling, they can send a voice message because, you know, the voice message you can play any time. And you can respond with a voice message. It's just like, okay, then you can call somebody. 
You can send it at any time. That's what I'm trying to say. I feel like texting and talking on the phone are a waste of time. And essentially, like, what do I mean by that? Like, what do I even do that would cause my time to be waste? Wasted. Waste. Could be wasted. Well, like, I just feel like I could be doing something while I'm on that phone call, you know? But I could send a text and this person can respond at any time that they please, you know? Or I could send a voice memo and they could text me back or send me a voice memo back whenever they are available. Like, I feel like it's rude that, you know, I'm cooking or something and I'm talking on the phone. I'm not giving you my full attention, you know? Like, I'm ba- like I'm focusing on something else and, you know, you're probably talking about something important and I'm not giving you my full attention because I'm cooking or I'm cleaning or, or I'm sitting and watching TV. Like, my time off is my time off. And I just... I feel like I sound selfish, but I'm genuinely not being selfish by saying, like, I want to give you my full attention. And on a phone call, I'm not going to give you my full attention. I'm sorry, because I'm going to be doing something else. I have ADHD. I can't focus when I'm talking to somebody on the phone. Like, even if I'm just sitting there, no other distractions. Talking on the phone, I can't do it. I physically, I cannot. Like, I will find something else to do while I'm sitting there absolutely doing nothing other than talking on the phone. Like, I will turn the phone onto speaker and start playing a game on my phone. Or start texting someone else. Or, like, scrolling Facebook, sending memes. Or I will literally just start zoning out and daydreaming about bullshit. Or just have intrusive thoughts and start getting anxious about those intrusive thoughts. Like, my brain needs to be, like... Have you guys ever seen those memes where it's just, like you're doing like five different distracting things so you're you cannot give your brain a chance to think that's literally me like I don't even notice that I do it but I notice that I do it like that's why I can't really I don't enjoy talking on the phone because I it's not distracting enough to me if I'm hanging out with somebody which is my preferred method of communication is actually being physically in a place with someone else and talking to them it's different Like, I don't get distracted. I have my full attention on that person. And I feel like that's great. Um, I'm in a different setting. Or even if somebody comes over, like, it's different. Because you're you're talking to somebody. That person's in front of you. And you can't have a form of distraction because they're just there. You know, there's a presence in front of you. And it feels like you're doing something. When I'm on the phone, I feel like I'm being lazy. Because I'm just sitting there on the phone. But essentially, it's the same thing, right? Like, that's why we we came up with the phone, right? So we don't have to travel to each other. So we can have these conversations without driving to each other. Without walking to each other. Without using a horse and riding to each other. We can literally, like, talk on the phone. Or we don't have to write a letter. We can just talk on the phone and do something else. Make it more convenient. And I agree with that convenience, obviously. And I do talk on the phone when I need to. But that's why I don't prefer them because I have the attention span of nothing. And when I'm with somebody, the attention span widens. I don't know what it is. I don't know what the difference is. But it just, it works in my brain where I am able to focus on the person when I'm with them. Because I feel like it's different engagement. You see the person's facial, you know, expressions. You see the body language. It's all different. So... I'm sorry, I just, like, I had, I have this, like, quarry with, um, one of my really close friends where she hates texting, absolutely despises it, but she loves talking on the phone, 
And when I first told her that I don't like talking on the phone, I did say, you know, I have anxiety. I don't like talking on the phone because of my anxiety. Easy answer. In real, real tea, I don't, I didn't know why I don't like talking on the phone. I had no idea, but I knew it didn't give me anxiety. Like, it gave me anxiety when I got a phone call. Obviously, I'm like, who the fuck is calling me? Like, it must be urgent because people don't call anymore other than urgency, right? Um, the only time I get a phone call and it's not urgent is my grandma. And she's mad that I haven't come over, which I've been saying I've been going to do. And I just haven't. I think I'm going to text her today and see if I... See, I don't even text... I don't even call my... I text my grandmother. Listen, because, like, she even has gotten with the times where she doesn't necessarily call. She will text, but not very often. She will prefer a phone call. Like, she will text you. It'll be very random. But she'll more than likely call you. But she'll accept a text message for sure. I'll probably call her. It makes more sense. It's nicer older generation anyway so I have this quarry with my friend where she you know and I she likes phone calls I like texting and I told her you know I have anxiety I don't feel like calling because of my anxiety blah, blah blah bullshit right it's complete bullshit and I didn't realize it was bullshit because like I would get anxious trying to answer a call but I wouldn't be anxious on the phone call like it doesn't make me anxious to talk to somebody on the phone at all and when I get a phone call I, I only get anxious in that split second of oh what could it be you know, a text message is automatic. You get the information right then and there. But I get anxious reading texts too, especially if I send a risky task. Who, text. Who doesn't get it? Who does not get anxious? Everybody does. You send that risky-ass Snapchat and you're just like, oh God. You don't open that Snapchat for hours. Hours. Okay? It's normal. But either way, the reason why I don't take phone calls is not because I have an anxiety disorder. At all. By the way... I have the anxiety disorder. I have generalized anxiety disorder. Because I guess they couldn't figure out which specifically. So they just gave me the general one. Um, because I'm obviously living the most normal, lavish life. I just have problems. Which don't really affect my life, to be honest. Like, even though I have anxiety, I can still work, go to school, eat, you know, take care of myself. So it's obviously a mental illness that's manageable and doesn't really require medicine. Anxiety doesn't really require medicine. Like, it does, essentially, because if you take medicine, you will feel better. You will. And it will make it easier to handle. But, in a sense, you're not going to not be able to live your life without it. You know? You're not going to not be able to live a normal life. And saying normal is very, like, not seen well in the mental health community. And I agree with it because even though you have anxiety, you are a normal person. You still live a normal life. But we all know what I mean when I say normal, like we all essentially do want to live that quote unquote theoretical proper definition normal life where you don't have anxiety, you know? Anyway, you can still lead a quote unquote normal life without medicine when you have anxiety. It's just a lot harder in the sense of like being able to like go to work or school without feeling like you're going to die. Um, again, no one's going to call you crazy though. And crazy is also not seen very well because it truthfully is a terrible word to call somebody. Um, but it helps people with anxiety. It does. What I'm trying to say is me having anxiety. I'm not crazy. I lead a normal life. And I don't essentially need medicine to live my life. But medicine would make it easier for me. Um, that's what I'm trying to say. And that's what my doctor's classified as. You know, she's not seeing things or hearing things. She's basically normal. All she does is think that she's going to die from cancer or, or 
some kind of lung disease or heart disease, you know, she just got illness anxiety. Like, she still doesn't actually think she has it. She's just afraid. Essentially. So the doctors are just like, she's fine. She can go out there and live her life. She's going to be scared. That's it. That's the nicer way of explaining anxiety is you're going to be scared. But anxiety is more deeper than that. Trust me, anxiety is very overlooked as a mental illness. And people do scrutinize it and see you as less than and just a little bitch. Even though you're not a little bitch, you actually just have a mental health issue that doesn't let you do anything. And it is not your fault. And it is a real, real mental health disease, illness that people don't experience every day, okay? It's, it's something that people have. And um, it's deeper than being scared. It's way deeper. It does stop you from doing, like, I have this friend, which for many reasons, I will never state their name, their gender, nothing. Only because I am protecting their identity because this is something personal to them. But this is a really good example. And I feel like if I don't say it, like, It's a good example. So this person has anxiety, just got diagnosed with anxiety, hasn't been able to work for months. And at first, like we like we didn't know what was wrong with this person. They just weren't at work. And it was like a week, two weeks, three weeks, a month. We we're just like, okay, this person's like dead or something, or they quit. And I managed to get like a contact to them and I was asking and they weren't really telling me so I was like you know what it's none of my fucking business you know we're not even friends like it truly isn't my business at all so if they want to tell me they will but I did see them as a potential friend so I might as well continue trying to be their friend because I do like them I think they're cool in the end they did tell me and I didn't coerce it out of them I didn't manipulate them to tell me they actually just told them they actually just told me out of their free will like I mentioned, because I am very open with my anxiety, I love to talk about it, and Nansen's like, oh my god, I love that I have anxiety, like I love to talk about it because I love to spread the, spread the awareness of it, and um, so I was talking to them about how I was feeling anxious at school, and they were saying like, oh I get you, and I'm like, okay, you know, they're just saying that to be nice, everybody says oh, they get what anxiety is, but they don't really truly get it. But then they literally said, like, no, I really, truly understand you. I just got diagnosed with anxiety, and I don't know what to do with myself. That's why I haven't been at work. And it is a debilitating illness. Like, at the one point, you know, you're not seeing things, you're not hearing things. You, you know, everything that you see in here is real. And you don't have to worry about your mental stability in that point. But you do fucking feel crazy because you get these irrational thoughts that makes absolutely no sense and you're like what the hell or you'll get anxious in certain situations and you're like why am I anxious like there's no reason for me to be anxious like for this friend of mine they can't go to work because they are scared to go to work like it's not even a fear that they, they think something's gonna blow up or they're gonna die like it's not that it's not like agoraphobia or something because they still leave the house it's more that they um they just feel like they physically can't work and it's a real thing like I've had times where I can't go to school because I like I can't I can't be in the, I have literally sat through my class going through an intrusive thought the whole entire time 
have gained no knowledge in that class because I didn't learn or listen to one thing the teacher said. Again, everybody and their mothers could just be like, oh, that's normal. Like, I get that from time to time. I don't get it from time to time. I can get it every day. I can literally get it every day. Anyway, besides the point, that's not even what I was talking about. Um, it really, this podcast does tangents. It's a normal thing. Tangents are great. So anyway, stemming from where I started, I had no idea why I couldn't take a phone call. Why I don't like taking phone calls. And essentially, I resulted into that thought where I'm just like, it does feel like I'm wasting time. And it sounds so shitty because it's just like, wow, you're going to say talking to your friend is wasting time or your family is wasting time. No, I do not think that's wasting time. But I feel like I'd rather see them and be around them. Difference. Much different. But then it comes to me where I don't hang out with my friends or my family. Why not? Do I think that's wasting time too? Sometimes. And I know it sounds shitty, but sometimes it feels like that because... I feel like I should be doing something to get my life and my shit together. Like, I can hang out with my friends and family all the time, but it doesn't mean I'm moving forward with my life. And that's something that constantly goes through my head as I constantly have an existential crisis all my life. And my existential crisis stems from, is this real life or is this fantasy? Two, what the fuck am I supposed to be doing with my life? Um... So one stems from having an anxiety disorder to one having an anxiety disorder. Both are within the same prospects of having an anxiety disorder. Because you get dissociation, depersonalization, that feels like you're not real. And the existential crisis part of not knowing what you're doing feels like you're dying and you're still doing nothing. You're working at a fucking dead-end job at a retail. Like, really? You're supposed to be doing something. So, yes and no. It does feel like I'm wasting my time. Because I feel like I should be doing something to progress my life. To do something. And I used to party and get drunk at all times. From the age of 21 to, embarrassingly, 25. From 21 to 25, I would go clubbing all the time. Bars, all the time. Every Like, I wouldn't do anything to upgrade my life. Like, I felt like I was upgrading my life. I was hanging out with my friends. I was going out. I was living life. Living La Vida Loca, you know what I'm saying? Um, and gaining experiences that when I tell my children in the future, like, your mama used to party hard, you know? But that's not the real upgrading I wanted. I did essentially want to finish college. But I didn't have the money. But I had the money to go clubbing, right? <laughs> essentially, you're, you're spending less money to buy alcohol than you are to pay for tuition and that's the sad reality of it all isn't it like it's way more expensive to go to college than it is to get shit face drunk every night it is you could calculate it all you want and tell me oh, alcohol is expensive what I mean is you get free drinks hello and you buy alcohol every so often so I I, I lived my lavish life and I was a part-time alcoholic. And, you know, you're just like, aha, we're all part-time alcoholics. No. <laughs> if you literally drink every weekend and you get shit-faced drunk, you're an alcoholic. Accept it. It's a reality. Because, you know, then, I, then you know, me saying that is a broad explanation of alcoholism. And would just say like, oh, then all of us in our early 20s were alcoholics. Not true. Mm-mm. 
I drink to forget. I drink to deal with my developing anxiety. I got diagnosed with anxiety when I was 18. And I didn't know what to do with myself, so I started smoking. Not weed. That's how I got my anxiety, okay? That's when it triggered it. Um, I smoked hookah every day. I worked at a hookah bar, so that really helped me smoke hookah every day. I would smoke every day all the time. And then it's, and then I, um, and I would get drunk with my friends. You know, I would get alcohol from somewhere. I started drinking very late. According to my generation or my social status, I started drinking when I was 18. And I'm not going to be a liar and be like, oh my god, at 21. Like, no. Most people, my stepsister started drinking when she was 14. Okay? And my dad can, he's okay with it. He condemns it. So, and I'm saying it on blast because that should be fucking fixed. That's not okay. Um, but yeah, people like in Europe, they start drinking when they're legally 18. But I'm sure they start drinking when they're 16. And here it's like 14, 15, 16. I started, theoretically, late at 18. But I also wouldn't, like, sneak around and try to get drinks. Like, it's just like if I was hanging out with my friends and they had alcohol, I'd drink it. You know, I'd go to a party, I will drink it. But I would never go out of my way. And I would never get drunk when I was 18. See, that's the thing. You know, I was diagnosed with anxiety, but I wouldn't get drunk yet because I was okay. Like, I, I was, like, I was, I was a workaholic. I was smoking. Like, I found different outlets. And then when I turned 21 and I got basically thrown into the world of partying, I would get drunk every single weekend. Every single weekend. From Thursday night to Monday, I was drunk. And that's alcoholism for you. Anyway, moving on from that, we already talked about that, and I've already accepted that about myself, and I've moved on, and I've grown, and I thankfully don't do that anymore, and I am not sober. Um, because I never saw myself as an alcoholic until recently when I stopped drinking like that. And I started to realize that I didn't know I had anxiety during that time. Like, I knew it to a, to an aspect. Like, I would have panic attacks. Like, I'd be like, oh my god, I have anxiety. That's why that happens, you know? But I never truly felt my real, to the core, anxiety disorder. Where I have really weird intrusive thoughts and scary ones at that. And I'd get panic attacks... And I have really bad hypochondria. I never really accepted that about myself. And it's more that I've accepted, finally, that I have a mental disorder. And I actually have to work on it. And I don't drink to forget. Like, I just drink a beer every so often. I don't even get drunk. Like, I just don't. And that's something I'm very proud of myself. Anyway, moving on from that. I, um... This has gone so many tangents, super serious. I was talking about phone calls. Anyway, I hate phone calls because they are a waste of time. I feel like I could be doing something else, and if I want to talk to somebody, I should be giving them my full attention. And I can't give them my full attention if I'm at home cleaning, cooking, doing laundry, something, watching TV. And if I try to give them my full attention on a phone call, I am fully distracted, 100% distracted. I don't focus on it. I can't. But if I hang out with you, our focus is there. There is no distractions. I, it, you will notice that if I'm texting you and I stop suddenly texting you and I'm not at school and, or at work, I'm either obviously doing something or I'm hanging out with somebody. I literally don't touch my phone if I'm hanging out with somebody because it's rude. 
Like, I feel terrible. Like, I hung out with my friend Violet recently. Um, I didn't touch my phone. Or I really tried not to. Because I didn't want to distract myself from our conversation. And because I love to give her my full attention. Because hanging out is what I do. I don't like texting as much. I don't like being on the phone as much. Like, if it's a full, serious conversation on text message, I go to voice message. Or I just say, hey, let's hang out. Or then I'll just be like, okay, maybe we should take a phone call. But most of the time, more likely than not, I will say, hey, why don't we just hang out and talk about this? Or I'll send a voice message and be like, at the end, hey, let's hang out. It all results to, hey, let's see each other and talk about this in person. Because even when you're on the phone, you can still misread and misunderstand and mistranslate things. Sure, when you're in person, you can definitely misread, mistranslate, misunderstand. But it's less likely because you see the body language, you see the facial expressions. On the phone, you don't have that. You just have your voice and you hear the tones, the inflections. Tones are very sensitive and that's where you can get misunderstandings in actual in-person conversation as well is the tones. You could be like, whoa, they sound angry, but are they angry? Can I tell from their face? I can't tell. But again, much less than on the phone or through text. Through text is way worse, obviously. You can't tell from tone at all. But through the phone, it is a very strong possibility. Hence why I prefer one-to-one in-person conversations. Anywho, that was what I wanted to talk about, I guess. is um, Because like me and my friend Violet, we would, we would talk about how much she hates being on the phone and I hate... Or no, she loves being on the phone and I hate being on the phone. And then, you know, she, try, she doesn't really understand the fact that I prefer in-person... And it's not that I, like, I had to explain it. I was like, listen, I lied. I don't have anxiety on the phone. I just feel like it's a waste of my time. And I had to explain it to her. And she was just like, okay, I get it, you know. But she'll still be like, oh, my God, I hate texting. You like texting. It's like, no, I, it's my preferred method of communication. But I don't like texting when it's a serious conversation. Like, she'll send me long text messages because she thinks that I prefer texting. But I don't care for it. Like, I'll see a long convo. I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to postpone reading this because it's a waste of my time. Um, Or, like, really long Snapchat videos. I'm like, this is a waste of my time. Like, why can't we just see each other and talk, you know? Or voice messages. I said I prefer voice messages. Waste of my time. Waste of my... I basically, what I'm saying, the phone is a waste of my time. But I love my phone. I would not... I can't live without it, you know? I do love my Snapchat videos. I do love my voice messages. I do love my phone calls and my text messages. Because if I don't have a form of communication, this is the next step. So obviously, I love it when my friends will Snapchat me long videos or send me long text messages or try to talk to me on the phone or send me voice messages because I know that they just want to communicate with me. makes me feel special. But in the end, I'm just like, I would rather hang out with you and I know time is tough. I know sometimes I don't even feel like leaving my house. So you may want to hang out, but I'm just like, "Mm, fuck that. Just text me. I want to stay home. But I would still prefer to hang out with you. It's just the true truth, you know? And I feel like everybody feels the same way. Where in the end, we still do get annoyed with, like, that text or that Snapchat or that phone call. So we're just like, okay, I want to do something else. I don't want to sit on my phone all day. That's essentially what I mean by I feel lazy because I'm sitting on my phone all day. Sure, I'm watching TikToks all day. Am I being lazy? Yes. But it feels different sometimes I learn something. I don't know. 
I still feel lazy being on TikTok all day. I do cut myself off from that. Like, I have a Harry Potter game on my phone. Hogwarts Legacy, if you all know, you know. It's, it's actually a pretty popular game. It is really good. I feel lazy playing the game, too. Sometimes I feel productive because I've been meaning to actually finish that game. But I feel lazy, so I, I do postpone playing it. Same thing with my writing. Like, if I want to write something, I feel lazy about it. I'm like, oh, I could be doing something. I could be doing my homework. I could be hanging out with my friends. I feel like it's just me being an asshole to myself at the end of the day and me having ADHD where I just want to be doing 10 things at 10, 50 things at once. I want to do 50 things at once. All in all, the phone to me is a waste of time that I love, but I would prefer to hang out with somebody in person. That's just who I am. I, I just like it that way. It just feels better. I don't know. That's my explanation to this weird-ass theory that I have about not liking my phone. So if you don't have me responding to you, not because I hate you, it actually has nothing to do with you, I just feel like my phone is a waste of time. And um, I feel like everybody can feel that same way. And I do still value like my friends reaching out, obviously my family. And I don't see you guys as a waste of time. It is not you that's the waste of time. It is the phone that's the waste of time. I'm just like, let's just hang out, you know? Like, fuck the phone. Let's just hang out. Anyway, um, I know you guys are probably just like, well, you're a liar because you don't hang out. You like to stay at home. I do my best. I, I still have anxiety where I do get anxious about going out and stuff. So... That's why I prefer texting because I can respond at my own time. I can read what you have to say at my own leisure. And that's why I prefer to text other people because I'm like, they can respond whenever they're available. I'm not bothering them. A phone call is very bothersome. You can be doing something very important. And sure, reading a text does take up more time than it is to just say it on the phone. And it lo looks lazy, you know, you're reading a text, but also being on the phone looks lazy too because you're like, hey, you're at work. You shouldn't be on the phone at all. No texts, no calls. But, again, at your own time, you can read your my text on your break. You know what I'm saying? That's what I mean. If it's urgent, I will send you billions of texts or I will just call you. So, now you know. Um, ooh, salted caramel. I don't know why I said ooh when I don't even like caramel. I do actually like caramel from Poland. Um... We have this like Polish candy, it's called Krówki, which is like a cute way of saying cows. Um, because in Polish, a cow is krowa, and multiple cows are krowy. Krowy? I'm so krowy. Is that correct? Me doubting my Polish skills. Anyway, Krówki is a cute way of saying krowy. So many cows, cows. Um, and it's, it's a candy, it literally on the label is printed a cow, um, and it is a caramel candy, and it's really good, and I love the taste of Krufki, um, but I hate American caramel, I absolutely cannot stand it, too sweet, weird. Um, anyway, that's a side topic, because I saw a billboard for Dunkin' Donuts, salted caramel flavor, mm, here you go, and they have a shamrock flavor too, which ironically is Irish cream. Um, when you think of shamrock, you think of McDonald's shamrock shake, which is minty. Then again, you think minty coffee, peppermint mocha. Minty coffee is great. Even though I just thought minty coffee, ew. But, like, I love peppermint mochas. Question marks everywhere. 
Um, I would think the Shamrock Coffee from Dunkin' would be like a spin-off of the Shamrock Shake, but it's not. It's an Irish cream, but it's still really fucking good because Irish cream is good. Shout out to Bernice. She loves Irish cream. Queen of Irish Queen of Irish cream. Jesus. English difficult. Um, and she got me into Irish cream, actually. She told me that her favorite coffee flavor was Irish cream. And, um, I tried it, and I was just like, I tried it from Starbucks, and I was like, mm, not my favorite. I tried it at Dunkin', I was like, mm, my favorite. It really depends where you get it from. I love the Dunkin' Irish cream. It's great. Um, so anyway, I guess that's what the episode was about, was, like, my deal with the phone, and, um, how I wanted to express that. And we threw in some anxiety shit in there, because why wouldn't we? It's gonna happen. Um... I do have some more time to talk, so I do want to not waste that time, and I do want to talk about something. So I guess I could talk about what I did talk about in previous episodes that I recorded, but fortunately, or fortunately, I deleted them. Um, why did I delete them? I felt like I was giving out too much information, and I, I it just didn't feel right. So, um, in a previous episode, I talked about, like, speech anxiety, and how I... Now I can say it, I dropped my speech class. I couldn't do it. I had to do a speech for a class, it's in person. I was very fully confident with myself that I could do it. I didn't even think for a doubt that I would struggle because there's many times in classes where I had to speak about my opinions or even at work and I wouldn't even struggle. Like sure, I'd be a little anxious, but I would be like talking out loud, like not even a struggle, like everything's fine no bitch I stood in front of that class and my voice was shaking shaking I've never ever heard my voice shake like that I've never felt my voice shake like that I was confused within myself I was like what is happening to me what the fuck I tried to clear my throat wouldn't stop at the end of my speech is when my voice eventually stopped shaking So I was just like, oh, I can talk freely now, but, you know, my speech is done and I can't go over my time limit. So what the fuck? And I realized I have a speech impediment called speech anxiety, and I didn't know it was possible. Surely I should have known I have an anxiety disorder, and speech anxiety already is very normalized. That's why people take speech to learn how to talk within a speech. So you'd think, well, why would you drop it? You're going to learn. There's no way I'm going to be able to successfully complete that class. That was the worst. Nobody in my class spoke that way. Absolutely nobody. Everybody was perfect. Sure, some of them like stumbled on their words or like were a little anxious, but none of them had a shaky voice like I did, okay? Absolutely 0% of the class other than myself. The 1%, me, or the 0.00000.0001% of that class was me. I was at one that percentage that couldn't do it so I was like you know what hopefully next semester they still have online classes because I'm going to do it online because I took a speech class online and I was fine sure again a little anxious but I did well um except my teacher was really rude so that's why I dropped his class not because I was having anxiety about doing a speech I just thought that that teacher was really fucking rude and my teacher this semester was really nice, amazing. He actually gave me a B for my speech, which is a really high grade for somebody who really did terribly. Um, and then again, you could be like, well, what if it's just your anxiety telling you you did terribly? 
because you got a B. He gave me a B because he's a nice, nice teacher. He's an amazing teacher, actually. Um, because I did my speech properly. I, I focused all the good thoughts. I, I, I said the whole speech. I just had a shaky voice the whole time. And I just was so embarrassed, I dropped my class. I couldn't do it. I'm just like, I'm going to take it online because it is a class that I need to take to get my degree. So I'm just going to take it online, get it over with, be done. At least be able to say my speeches and not be embarrassed and have a shaky voice. Again, it's like, well, how are you going to learn how to talk in front of crowds and stuff? Will I have to talk in front of a crowd realistically? Maybe. Who knows if I take my political route? Who knows? But it's different when it's work. It's different. It's not the same as being in class. It just never is. It's like, when you think about Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, where he says, like, you know, we're learning how to do combative spells. But it's different than in the classroom. Because, you know, you can't do it over again. You just die. I mean, essentially, it's like, okay, then speech should be, the speech class should be easier than doing it in person, right? Like, like the speech class should be easier than doing it in real life. Essentially, to me, it's not. Putting that pressure on myself makes it easier because I will excel better. Then I could put that pressure on myself doing it in person. I already dropped the class. We can't argue with me, okay? We're just going to do it online. Just going to make it easier on myself just to pass the class so I can have that credit course so I can get my degree, okay? This is just for the degree. I will learn how to speak in public eventually. This will help me learn how to speak in front of a theoretical crowd, but, you know... I am taking away my learning experience, but I'll learn a different way. I just, I can't, I was so embarrassed. I can't, I can't, I cannot. Simple answer to that one is I cannot. So we all have speech and anxiety. It's normal. Um, don't do what I did. Stay in the class. You'll learn how to be better. But, you know, if you are afraid that you have such a shaky voice that you can't talk in front of people, it's normal. It happens. You learn to stop doing that eventually. But, you know, I'll learn on my own way because I was too stubborn to just keep on going to class because I was embarrassed. (laughs) I don't normally get embarrassed. Like, I'm one of those people that says I don't get embarrassed. It's impossible for me to be embarrassed because I take away the possibility of me of getting embarrassed because I have anxiety, okay? I literally take that power away from people because I already get embarrassed of myself because I have anxiety. Anxiety is basically embarrassment too. You know, you're scared and you're embarrassed of everything. So I take that away because I have a disorder that makes me already feel embarrassed half the time. So I took it away. I took that power. I was like, fuck that. I'm not going to be embarrassed. Fuck that. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. I am who I am. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. So essentially, I actually cannot be embarrassed at all. I don't get embarrassed very frequently, if not at all. So when I do get embarrassed, it feels like I'm dying. Okay, that's why I dropped the class because I got embarrassed. Because I don't get embarrassed. How prideful am I, essentially? Um, as somebody who has anxiety, I can't believe I'm that proud. Um, or that possible to be embarrassed. I don't fuck or not embarrassed. I don't fucking know what I'm saying. Anyway, I'm almost home. This was a nice conversation I had about how I think that talking on the phone with somebody is invaluable. That sounds so shitty. Um, but I really want to stress stress this out even though I stress all the time 
I do value my conversations with my friends and my family. So I'm going to say this again. I know I said it at least a few times. Because I don't want people to get offended. Because I truly don't mean that I feel like my time with you is invaluable at all. I just feel that my phone is the problem in the middle of this. And I would rather spend time with you in person. It would be more valuable than me on the phone. I feel like the phone takes away that personal experience. And it does. It really does. I feel like I sound like an old person. Or like I saw my like my friend Violet because she says that. But she says that about phone calls. And I'm like, girl, like hanging out in person is really what you're trying to say here. So I get mad when like sometimes I can't hang out with somebody because I'm like, I don't want to talk to them on the phone. I would rather see them. And um, blah, blah, blah. So I hope you learned something from this conversation, which was, I guess I'm an asshole. <laughs> um, and hanging out with people really COVID took that away from us and that really sucked and now I really value those like times I can hang out with people and that speech is hard okay speech is the hardest course and the one course I've dropped out of three times now three times don't do what I did okay just don't um I hope you guys have a really good week and I'll definitely be letting you know who's going to be coming on to the show I know one of my friends has already reached out to me. I just have not reached back out because texting, you know, it's a bad thing. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to reach out to them because I'm not a complete asshole. I've also just been busy with school and like work and it's been kind of taking away my attention from a lot of things. So I really hope you're enjoying where this podcast is going and I really would like your input so please reach out on social media or even send a voice message into the podcast and I can play it onto the next episode or I will just listen to it and I'll talk about it um let me know give me your feedback and if you have anything you want to talk about again shoot us shoot us shoot me a notice and have a good rest of your week drink your favorite cold brews if they're tea or coffee or whatever and i'll see you on the next episode thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of cold brew it means so much to me that you guys are even here and listening feel free to follow us on all of our social media platforms we have an instagram which you can follow us at cold underscore brew underscore nh we have a twitter which you can follow us at podcast underscore cb and you can follow us on Facebook. You could just look up Cold Brew Podcast. It'll come right up. If you ever want to DM us in any way, feel free to reach us out on those platforms. Thank you again for listening to the podcast. And I can't wait to see you on the next episode.